Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, I thank you for everybody that's represented here tonight, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for this word that we're going to that we're going to partake of tonight, Lord God. I pray that it's delivered the way that you gave it to me, God. And I give you the glory for everybody, God, that we'll be receiving on tonight. To God be the glory, God. Sit me down and use me mightily, Lord God. However you see fit, God, for your benefit, do what you need to do on tonight. Do what only you can do on tonight. In the name of Jesus. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Polyphify, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. As I always say, I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Give me one second. Well, maybe two seconds. Okay, almost ready to begin. Okay. Before I get into the message tonight, I'm going to read an article that ties into the message. And I'm also going to try to post a link. Later, later on, for those, for those of you that might want to read the whole article, because I'm just going to read a portion of it, but it all ties in together with the word that the Lord gave me tonight, gave us tonight, rather. Okay, the article that I'm going to read is entitled, Setting healthy boundaries in your relationship. Setting healthy boundaries in your relationship. Let's talk about boundaries. What are boundaries? What are the type of boundaries? Why are they important? How do we set them for ourselves? Setting consequences, etc. Boundaries are rules, limits, or guidelines. Someone sits in order, someone sets in order to let others know what they are comfortable with and what they are not comfortable with. The article goes on to say, boundaries are to identify ways for other people to behave towards them and what will happen if their boundaries are broken. Setting healthy boundaries in a relationship creates a good foundation for a healthy relationship. When we set boundaries for ourselves, specifically in a relationship, we are allowing our partner to understand and respect us. The article goes on to identify the different areas, the different types of boundaries. There are many different types of boundaries that we can set for ourselves, including physical, time, conversational, relationships, and personal. Number one, physical boundaries are boundaries we set for ourselves to ensure physical safety, proximity, including boundaries surrounding sexuality, 
where and when we go places and and what we are comfortable with physically from others. There's physical boundaries. Number two, time boundaries. Time boundaries are what we set what we set to create a healthy mindset and schedule for ourselves. This can include setting limits on how much time we spend with someone or doing a certain activity and setting time boundaries for work, for school, and home life balance. There's time boundaries. Number three, conversational boundaries are setting limits about what topic we are open to discussing and what topics we do not feel comfortable talking about. This can this can include many different topics, such as politics, religion, sexual content, and many more. Okay, number four, relationship boundaries. Relationship boundaries are limits that are discussed and agreed upon with your partner, family, with your coworkers, and close friends. And last but not least, number five, personal boundaries are guidelines and rules we set for ourselves to ensure that ensure we are being aware of our needs and being aware of how we can respect and meet those needs in a healthy way. Now that we know a few different types of boundaries that we can set for ourselves, let's talk about why it's important to have boundaries. The article goes on to say boundaries create guidelines and rules for yourself and others to understand, follow, and respect. Some advantages of setting healthy boundaries can include a healthy mindset, refraining from burnout, implementing respect into your daily life, and good emotional and mental health. This concludes this portion of the article. Again, I will try to post the full article for those of you that might be interested in reading the entire thing. But this portion was written by Dana Drozek. Written by Dana Drozek. And that's the end of the article. Now let me chime in and add this. Add what God gave me for us on tonight. The message tonight is entitled, Setting Healthy Boundaries. The message tonight is entitled, Setting Healthy Boundaries. Throughout the Bible, God has set in place boundaries, a line he doesn't want us to cross, healthy boundaries for us to live our life by. Healthy boundaries for us to live our lives by. Therefore, setting boundaries, a line you don't want others to cross, that's not selfish. It's not selfish at all for you to set a line, a boundary that you don't want others to cross. That's not selfish. It's a God thing. People may not understand why you why your life is set up the way that it is, why you, why you say certain things, but it's a God thing. Let us look again at the five boundaries. Let us look again at the five five boundaries mentioned earlier 
in the article I just read. But this time, let us look at it from a biblical viewpoint. You know I'm politicized. I'm always going to give you Jesus. So let us look at the five boundaries that we just learned about, but let us look look at it from a biblical viewpoint. Again, number one, physical boundaries. Physical boundaries. What does God have to say about physical boundaries, which includes our physical safety? It includes sexuality. It includes when and where we go. And lastly, it includes what we are comfortable with physically from others. What boundaries has God set in place to ensure our physical safety? Aside from the common sense God has gave us that warns us to never go anywhere alone, especially at night. But you know what? When I got to thinking about it, even that is biblical. Think about it. You know I like to make you think on politicized. Jesus didn't let the disciples go out alone. So even that, even him telling us to not go anywhere alone, especially at night, that's biblical too because Jesus didn't let the disciples go out alone. But the Bible says that he sent them out two by two. And he called the twelve to himself and began to set them and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. That's Mark six, verse seven, New King James. Beloved, God desires that you begin going out in twos. God desires that you begin going out in twos. Try not to go anywhere alone. That's right. He's yet again sending his disciples out in twos. Because if you didn't know it, you're God's disciple. Just as much as the, just as much as those were his disciples, disciples in the Bible, we are his disciples too. And he desires that we don't go nowhere alone, but go out in twos. Try not to go anywhere alone, but go out in twos. Just like he sent the original disciples out in twos, let us go out in twos. Now, it's not that he can't protect you. It's not that he can't protect me, because he can, and he can do it very well. Scriptures about God's protection in the Old Testament. You should know this scripture, but if you don't read Psalms 91, in the New Testament, you can read 2 Timothy 4 and 18. Just to name a few, just to name two. But there are, there are a lot of scriptures in the Bible about God, about God's protection. There, there's literally so, so many. So get into his word because he is capable. But tonight we're talking about setting healthy boundaries. Tonight we're talking about setting healthy boundaries. And the Bible does say in Ecclesiastes, Chapter 4, it does say that two are better than one. That's why God said go out in twos, because, twos, because two is better than one, because they have a good time for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. If you go out in twos, you always have somebody to help you. 
in case you need the help. See how small God is. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. That's Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 in NIV. God says in this season, more than ever, we need to be helpmates one to another with everything that's going on. We need to be helpmates one to another. Next up, the boundaries God has set in place for sexuality in his word. Next up is sexuality, the boundaries that God has clearly stated in his word for sexuality. It's right there in Genesis. It says a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. Some translations say clean, but the NIV says a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. That's Genesis 2 and 24 from the NIV. A man is united to his wife, meaning... Marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman. Marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman. United to his wife, meaning also they are to come together sexually within the boundaries of marriage. That's the boundary that God has set up. Come together within the boundaries of marriage. You see, God's original intent was for marriage to be a healthy boundary. His his original intent was for marriage to be a healthy boundary, a safe place for a husband and wife to explore their sexuality. But nowadays, the world has crept its way into a lot of marriages and defiled the beauty of the marriage bed. But nowadays, the world has crept into a lot of marriages were supposed to be godly marriages, the world has crept in and defiled the beauty of the marriage bed. A lot of the things we see and a lot of the things we hear about going on in marriages, even godly marriages these days, are not of God. And it's sad. Another scripture that comes to mind is a boundary God has set in place for single people. For those of you who are not married in regards to your sexuality. The scripture says, his left hand is under my head and his right hand embraces me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, do not hear God and hear him clearly. Do not stare up or awaken love until it pleases. Song of Solomon 8, verses 3 through 4. You may have a Bible that says Song of Songs. That's, that's the same thing. Song of Solomon 8, verses 3 and 4, from the New King James Version. Single people, my single people, basically what God is saying to you through this scripture is, don't put yourself in a position to desire more. Don't put yourself in a position to desire more, to want to be sexual with someone who is not your husband or your wife. Don't put yourself in a position to want to be sexual with someone who is not your husband or your wife. This includes the music you listen to. 
This includes the music you allow yourself to listen to and the things you watch on TV or the things you allow yourself. Don't take into your ear gate or your eye gate anything that will stare Oh, Stephanie won't sing again. Pause. Don't take into your ear gate or your eye gate anything that will stir up or awaken those sexual feelings within you. That's for another season and another time. That's for another time, another season. Don't do that. Do not awaken love. That's God's boundary for you single people. What about when and where to go? Because some of y'all, you just go everywhere. Don't consult God about anything. You just up and go. What boundaries does God have set in place for our when and where? Now, I want you for this one, I want you to think about placing an order online. Placing an Amazon order because you know we all do it. Normally, you are told the estimated delivery date, the when the order will arrive. And you are given the choice of where you want to receive your order. That's the when and the where. God is no different. The Bible says he has ordered our steps. Psalm 37 and 23, he has ordered our steps. He determines our when and our where. Boundaries, that's what we're talking about tonight, boundaries. Now, our part is to make sure we stay in tune with his Holy Spirit and go when he tells us to go. And 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 where he tells us to go, don't just go anywhere, but go when he tells us to go and go where he tells us to go. Last but not least, what we are comfortable with physically from others. That's another boundary, what we are comfortable with physically from others. Basically, the boundary God has set in place to protect his people in this area is one that gets quoted a lot, which is, do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. And before somebody listening tonight said, prophet says, I'm not a prophet. You're missing it. You're missing it. The first part of the scripture don't even say nothing about being a prophet. He said, do not touch my anointed ones. And if you're in God, if you're really in God, you are one of his anointed ones. Do not touch my anointed ones. Semicolon. Then he says, do my prophets no harm. Psalms 105 and 15 from the NIV. Do not touch my anointed ones. Again, if you are God's child, then you are one of his anointed ones. Not just somebody he created, but if you're really his child, then you are one of his anointed ones. And he do, he doesn't take too kindly. God wants me to let you know that he don't take too kindly to people touching those he has anointed. Break it down, Prophet says. Okay. There are two ways you can touch a person. Of course, we know that we can touch people physically, touch them with your hands. But you can also touch people verbally with the words that come out of your mouth. Again, I'm telling you, God says that he don't take too kindly to people touching those 
He has anointed, whether it's physically, with your hands, or verbally, with the words coming out of your mouth. Be careful how you be careful how far you go with someone who is anointed. Be careful how far you go with someone who is anointed. You can't handle God's anointed ones any kind of way. Hear me, you can't handle God's anointed ones. You can't handle us any kind of way. Just just talk to them any kind of way. Talk to us any kind of way. And think God is pleased with that. Handle us any kind of way. Talk to us any kind of way and think God is pleased with that. Because he is not. Two times in scripture God says, don't touch my anointed. So I think he means it. He said it twice in scripture, so I think he means it. He said it in Psalms 105 and 15. And he also said it in First Chronicles 16, verse 22. When it comes to physical boundaries, COVID. Now, y'all know I'm telling the truth about what I'm getting ready to say. When it comes to physical boundaries, I know I'm not the only one that feels this way, but COVID gave us a perfect excuse to tell some people we need space. When it comes to physical boundaries, COVID gave us, some of us, a perfect excuse to to tell some people we need some space. It's okay to tell them you need space. It really is. I'm going to tie this in the scripture for you. You know how I am. I'm going to tie this in with the word of God for you. It's okay to tell them you need space, that you're not comfortable with them being all up on you like that. Here comes the scripture. Jesus would often go go off alone. Jesus would often go off alone into the wilderness to pray. There was him needing space. He didn't take the disciples with him. He didn't take nobody he healed with him. He didn't take nobody he delivered with him. He went alone into the wilderness to pray. There was him needing some space. Luke 5, verse 16, from the New King James Version. And the Bible also says in Matthew 13, Verses 1 and 2, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such such large, large crowds gathered around him that he got into the boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Again, that's Matthew 13, verses 1 and 2 from the NIV. Here we see that Jesus deliberately he deliberately deliberately created some space between him and the people. He got in the boat and sat while they all stood on the shore. When he looked and saw them, imagine this, this bag up. Said that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. So imagine Jesus sitting by the lake. And then he turned around and looked and see all these people coming. And he get up from sitting by the lake. And go and get in the boat. Here we see Jesus deliberately created some space between him and the people. He got in the boat and said, while they stood on the shore. Why? Then Jesus just stayed there and stayed there standing on the shore with them. Why did he go get in the boat? You want to know why? I just answered it, but I'm going to repeat it. 
because Jesus understood what it means to set healthy boundaries. So he put some space between him and the people he was ministering to. So he put some space between him and the people he was about to minister to. But love, set healthy boundaries. Set healthy boundaries. Set boundaries. Limit access to your personal space. And if you're not comfortable with with someone or something being in your space, say so. Set healthy boundaries. Set boundaries. Limit access to your personal space. And if you're not comfortable with someone or something being in your personal space, open up that mouth that God gave you and say so. Okay, there was physical boundaries. Now we're going to move on to time boundaries. This is number two. How we can use our time where people and activities are concerned and the mindset we have as a result of it. God tells us two distinct things in, in his word about time. God tells us two distinct things in his word about time. Number one, use our time wisely that's the, that's the first thing he that's the first thing he tells us to use our time wisely teach us the scripture says teach us to use wisely all the time we have that's psalms 90 verse 12 from the cv number two he teaches us to make the very most of the time we have by up each opportunity Okay, what is opportunity? Opportunity includes time or it is a chance given. Opportunity includes time or it is a, is a chance given. Making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Ephesians 5 and 16, AMPC. Setting healthy boundaries where time is concerned. You see, some people will manipulate all your time if you let them. Some people will manipulate all your time. You know I'm telling the truth. Some people will manipulate all your time if you let them. That's why there must be boundaries. For example, Lot, Abram's nephew. For example, Lot, Abram's nephew. God in Genesis 12 told Abram, to go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. That's Genesis 12, verse 1. God used the phrase, notice that God used the phrase, your people, meaning Abram's family. Now, last time I checked, a person's nephew is considered family. So what did Lot Lot do? Abel's nephew, what did he do? He decides to tag alone, taking up time and space. But it was Abel's fault for allowing him to do so. If the truth be told, it was Abel's fault for allowing him to do so. Now, thinking about your own life, where have you been at fault? Where have you been at fault when it comes to mismanagement of time? Where have you been at fault when it comes to mismanagement of time? Don't be like Abram. Don't be like Abram on tonight, allowing people to manipulate your time just because they're family. 
Don't allow people to manipulate your time just because they're family. God has given us all 24 hours in a day. That's the boundary he set. Remember, we're talking about healthy boundaries on tonight. God has given us all 24 hours in a day. That's the boundary he set. But how we use it determines how much we will get out of the day. But how we use the 24 hours will determine how much we get out of the day. I hear God saying, become organizers of your time. That's what God is saying to us on tonight. Become organizers of your time, of the time I have given you. But how can we organize our time better so that that we can have peace of mind? How can you organize your time better so that you can have peace of mind? First of all, don't be obligated to answer every phone call. Don't be obligated to answer every phone call. Determine who gets a call back and when or if they get a call back. Decide the maximum amount of time you are willing to spend. Not just on the phone, but in person with them, in person with them. If they're in your house, decide the maximum amount of time you're gonna spend with them. Or whether you you met them out somewhere. Decide before you even leave the house the maximum amount of time you're willing to spend. You see that word spend, that's just like you spending money you don't have. You see that word spend, spending time. With that person, that's just like you spending money you don't have in the form of time. That's just like you spending money that you don't have in the form of time with that person, whether on the phone or in person somewhere. Ever heard the phrase, time is money? Have you ever heard the phrase that time is money? Well, I'm here to tell you, the time you are wasting However you're wasting it, it's costing you far more than what money can buy back in return. The time you're wasting, however you're wasting it, it's costing you something. Whether you see it or not, whether you see it right now or not, it's costing you something. Far more than money can buy back in return. If you're busy, just say you're busy. If the answer is no, just say no. You don't you don't you don't always have to do everything you ask. That's that's what some of you you got a problem with somebody asks you something. You don't know how to say no. You feel like you got to do everything that somebody asks you to do. If the answer is no, then say no. You don't have to do everything you ask. And if you're busy, say you're busy. There's nothing wrong with that. In this season, it's not about obligation, but dedication. It's not about obligation, but dedication. In this season, it's not about obligation, but dedication. If your life is really dedicated to God, you will set some boundaries. If your life is really dedicated to God, you will set some boundaries. Again, it's not about obligation, what you feel obligated to or who you feel obligated to. But if your dedication, if your first obligation, if the first person that you're dedicated to is God, you will set some boundaries. You see, God deserves the best of you. God deserves the best of you, not the last of you, the last of your time, 
the last of your energy because you're tired from hanging around with everybody else. Because you're tired from being there for everybody else. What about God? What about God? Now, of course, if it's your if it's job related, do it. Now, if it's job related, do it within reason. But even then, keep in mind that you're doing it unto the Lord. I'm still in the Bible. That's what the Bible says for you to work and do it as unto the Lord. Colossians three, verses twenty three and twenty four. Otherwise, no is no. With no apologies or explanations needed. No is no. I don't have to give you an explanation. I don't have to apologize. No is no. Remember, this is about time management, about not being overloaded physically or mentally. It's about not overloading yourself physically or mentally in the course of 24 hours, one day. Somebody right now, you're wondering why you can't hear from God like you used to. Do you really want me to tell you why you can't hear from God like you used to? It's because you're tired. You're tired. You're not managing your time well. You're tired. You're so tired to the point you can't even hear God like you used to. Now, one thing about Prophet is She's going to always ask me if I'm busy. And vice versa, I ask her the same. Why? Because we respect each other, and we respect each other's time. That's where time management comes in, into helping us buy up each opportunity to be wise with time. I hope somebody's getting something out of this. So far, we talked about physical boundaries and time boundaries. Next up, let's talk about conversational boundaries, what we will and will not talk about. A conversation, because it's made up of words, and words carry in them death and life, according to Proverbs 18 and 21. Because words carry death and life, a conversation can be powerful and life-changing, depending on who you're talking to. And what you're talking about. Conversation, because it's made up of words and words carry different life, it can be powerful depending on who you're talking to and what you're talking about. Things to remember. Remember the Bible is made up of words. And the Bible all by itself is life-changing. Somebody say amen. The Bible has changed my life. Amen. Remember also it was a conversation with a serpent that destroyed Adam and Eve's peaceful garden life in Genesis 3. Remember, serpents don't just show up in a garden. Serpents don't just show up in a garden like a, rep, like a regular reptile. But serpents show up in your house. Serpents will show up on your job. They'll show up at the gym. They'll show up at the grocery store and at some churches where they can find people. Therefore, one of the boundaries God has set in place for us is found in the book of Psalms. And this is a Psalm of David. David said, 
set a guard over my mouth. That's what he told the Lord. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. This Psalms 141, verse 3 from the NIV. If a guard is over your mouth, a supernatural guard sent by God to, sent by God to protect, protect you, that means nothing unwholesome can get in and nothing unwholesome can come out of your mouth. If a guard is over your mouth, like Psalms 141, verse 3 talks about, if a guard is over your mouth, a supernatural guard sent by God to protect, protect you, that means nothing unwholesome can come out of your mouth and nothing unwholesome can get in can get in and nothing unwholesome can come out. Think about it. The serpent got in Eve's head through the opening of her mouth. Think about it. The serpent got in Eve's head through the opening of her mouth. The moment she opened her mouth and expressed doubt. The moment she opened her mouth and expressed doubt this, that she wasn't 100% sure what God had said. The serpent knew. That's when he knew. He knew he had her. So God set up boundaries for us not to get tricked like like Eve got tricked. So God set up boundaries for us when it comes to conversation. And it starts with us not responding to everything someone says, ask, or we hear. So God set up boundaries when it comes to conversation. And it starts with us not responding to everything someone says, ask, or we heard. Pilate couldn't figure Jesus out. Because Pilate couldn't figure Jesus out. Why wasn't he responding? When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Matthew 27, verse 12 through 14, NIV. And this is what God gave me out of that scripture. Stop giving people access. To what you're thinking based on what you said. Stop giving people access to what you're thinking based on you said. Not every conversation starting in your presence deserves your opinion. Not every conversation starting in your presence deserves your opinion. Bless the person talking with your silence. Bless the person talking with your silence. Or even better, with your absence. That's right, get up and leave. Bless them with your absence. By leaving the conversation, you are not being rude. By leaving the conversation, you are not being rude. But you are, but you are being accountable. As Christians, we got to think, we got to be accountable for everything that we do and say. So by leaving the conversation, you are not being rude, but you are being accountable. Holding yourself accountable for the things that come in and the things that come out of your mouth. Remember, the Bible says God is going to hold us accountable for every idle word that comes out of our mouth. He will hold us accountable for that. So we got to do better with holding ourselves accountable. That's Matthew 12, verse 36 from the New King James Version. 
The words of our mouth are not jokes to him. The words of our mouth are no joke to him. God don't play too much like some people do. You heard that phrase, you play too much. Somebody tells somebody else you play too much, but guess what? Guess what? The words of our mouth are no joke to him. God don't play too much like some people do. We are not to gossip. We are not to use profanity or say anything that can be hurtful or tear down another person. See, see Ephesians 4, verse 31, and Colossians 3, verse 89. Both scriptures are from the Amplified. God called us, you and me, to be builders, to build people up in their spirit, man, not to tear them down with our mouths. Okay, now we talked about physical boundaries, time boundaries, and conversational boundaries. Now let's talk about relationship boundaries, the boundaries you have with your partner, with your family, with friends, coworkers, etc. Asking questions, asking asking healthy questions is the key to setting healthy boundaries in any type of relationship. Asking healthy questions is the key to setting healthy boundaries in any type of relationship. In 1 Samuel 17, David repeatedly asked the question, what will be done for the person who kills his uncircumcised Philistine? David needed to know. David needed to know what he could expect if he were to kill Goliath. And you know what? You need to know too. You need to know what you want. You need to know what to expect. Because partnership doesn't mean the same to everybody. Friendship doesn't look or mean the same to everybody. So you need to know what you're getting into before you get into it with that person. Because partnership don't look the same to everybody. Friendship doesn't look the same or mean the same thing to everybody. Some people believe that if they haven't talked to you in years, they can just show up whenever and resume the friendship. Others, like me, believe that time loss matters. Believe that time loss matters and things change over a course of time. Because people change over a course of time. So resuming a friendship or any kind of relationship for that matter after so many years, I'm not saying it's not doable, but it'll be hard, if not impossible, depending on the growth of those involved. Now, if neither person has grown, then of course they can still maintain their relationship, their friendship, as though nothing happened. They are the same people they were two or three years ago, whether that be good or bad. But those are the type of things that you need to discuss and know. Know what is expected of you on the job before you take that job. Know what's expected of you on the job, or you may end up dealing with immature coworkers, coworkers that don't carry your same level of excellence, nor do they match your work ethic, nor nor do they match your work ethic. And it can be a difficult situation to negotiate or navigate through. That's for those of you that, that are working. You might be working with somebody that do, do, that does not believe in excellence. They do not believe in 
performing in excellence. They do not have your same work ethic, and things are different. That's because you didn't ask the proper questions before you took that job. God gave us the ability to think, to ask questions, to use wisdom as boundaries for any kind of relationship. Thank you, Lord. Discuss what it is that you expect from that friendship, from that partnership, from that relationship, etc. Don't just remain silent and take whatever you are given. That's a mistake that many of you have made. You remain silent and you just took whatever you were given. A lot of relationships failed because expectations were not clear going in. A lot of relationships, a lot of marriages even, fail because expectations were not clear going in. Don't just assume that other person can read your mind. Don't just assume that other person can read your mind. Read it for them. Read your mind for them. In other words, tell them what you expect. Discuss it. Ask questions. Tell them what boundaries you have set in place and what lines you will and will not cross. Don't just assume they know. If you don't believe in living together and having sex before marriage, say that. If you don't want friends who call or text a lot, if you if you believe that checking in once or twice a week is good enough, say that. Tell your family to not include you in group messages if that's not something that you like, etc. You you know, talk. The key is discuss. Don't just assume, but discuss. The key is ask questions until you are satisfied with the answer. That's what David did. He asked questions in First Samuel 17 until he was satisfied with the answer, even when his brother got irritated with him. Irritated with him. But being there and asking questions, he still turned away from his brother and went and asked somebody else until he was satisfied with the answer. You got to be like that. You got to ask questions until you are satisfied with the answer. David did. And he ended up with a wife, and his and his family ended up being exempt from paying taxes because of it. And it all started with the right questions being asked. First Samuel 17, verse 25, NIV. Beloved, you have more to gain than there is to lose. You have more to gain than there is to lose. So ask questions. Discuss the things you have been wanting to say because somebody, you got some things in you you've been wanting to say. Stop holding it in. Discuss the things you've been wanting to say, the things you've been holding in. Last but not least, let's talk about personal boundaries. We're almost there, y'all. Personal boundaries. The things you the things you set up to take care of yourself, both physically and mentally, cause your health matters. Your physical health and your mental health, they they both matter. God tells us in his word not to worry, not to be anxious. He tells us in his word clearly to not worry and to not be anxious. Ever heard someone say, I was worried sick about you. Where have you been? I was worried sick about you. They don't know what they're saying, but it's a it's a phrase. It's just a phrase to them. I was worried sick about you. Where have you been? They were just trying to express to that person how much they were worried about them. 
But do you not know that worry does have the potential to make you sick? Do you not not know, do you not understand that worry does have the potential to make you sick? Anxiety does have the potential to paralyze you. I'm going to use Peter, for example. Peter had an anxiety attack out on the water. He was so scared that he could not continue moving forward. He He couldn't continue walking on the water because he got scared. And he was paralyzed to the point that Jesus had to go with him and help him back in the boat that he got off of in the first place. Matthew 14, verse 28 through 32, NIV. So the personal boundary we should all have in place from God's word is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. This is God's personal boundary for us. It says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. And the peace of God, that's a, that that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts, over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Again, it's Philippians 4, 4, 6 and 7 from Amplified. This scripture is God setting a boundary. Think about it. This scripture is God's, God setting a boundary over our physical health as well as our mental health. You see, if you have peace instead of worry, then you won't stress. No stress means you won't become depressed or oppressed by the things around you. You won't have to go to the doctor as much because you're at peace. Your mind is at peace. Your body is at peace. You take you take care of yourself and guard that level of peace once you have obtained it by being careful about the company you keep. Now, that's how when you get that level of peace, this is how you maintain it. You maintain it by careful about the company you keep. Remember the Bible says bad company corrupts good character. That's first Corinthians fifteen and thirty three NIV. You take care of yourself and you guard that level of peace once you obtain it by being careful about who you allow to enter your house. Your house, believe it or not, your house can be severely affected by what's going on with someone else that you are associated with. Your house can be severely affected by what's going on with someone else, someone else that you are associated with. Notice notice, I said associated with, meaning they are not necessarily a friend or a family member. The end of Genesis 20 confirms this. I got a scripture for you. The end of Genesis 20 confirms this. It says, for the Lord had kept all the women in Abimelech's household from conceiving because of Abram's, Abraham's wife, Sarah. That's Genesis 20, verse 18, NIV. The women were hindered because of Sarah, which means Abimelech's household was severely affected because of Sarah. Therefore, you take care of yourself and you guard the peace that level of peace once you obtain it by being careful about you who you bring to the table and you allow to eat. 
Because remember, Psalms 23 verse 5 talks about enemies being present in the midst of what God has prepared for you. Of course, that's how you take care of yourself from a spiritual point of view. But in the natural, we all know, take vitamins, drink plenty of water, exercise if you can. And as and as I have always said, and I firmly believe, the spiritual works well with the natural. So you have to do a combination of both. So there you have it, healthy boundaries, healthy boundaries. And this concludes tonight's message. I pray that you were blessed. It was a long one, but I pray that it was a good one for you. Let's pray. Father God, bless everybody under the sound of my voice with the courage, with the boldness to set the necessary boundaries, the healthy boundaries needed for their life and growth. In Jesus' name, amen. Touch and deliver the unsaved on tonight, Father. Draw them in the Holy draw them by the Holy Spirit according to Jeremiah thirty one and three. Now if you feel led to sow into prolify into this word that you received on tonight, you can use the cash out. It's the dollar symbol in the ministry's name, Prolific Fire. The PN Prolific is capital, the F and Fire is capital, written all together. Or you can use the PayPal. It's paypal.me slash Prolific Fire. If you have a prayer request, be sure to reach out to me on the website, prolificfire.com. Just put your prayer request in and hit submit, and it will come directly to me, and I will get back to you via email. Now, be sure... To join me this Friday on Faith on the Line, I will be leading you in prayer. Not sure what God wants me to pray about right now, but He's gonna He's gonna talk to me about that, and I be be I will be glad and honored for you to join me this Friday on Faith on the Line. Thank you, Providence Pay, for the opportunity in advance. It's Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Call the same number that many of you called tonight, 347-426-3782. 347-426-3782. Look for the flyer up on my social media pages. Then join Providence Pay. Back here next Monday, we switching places. Same night, time, and place. She will have a word from the Lord, ministering however the Holy Spirit leads her to do so. I look forward to that. And until then, everybody, everybody, have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.